we had a typical you know Australian life we were we were doing all the the things that we were meant to do that society says you need to do to be mm-hmm. happy we were I guess you could say we were living the Aussie dream we had a big beautiful house that we'd built we had two wonderful kids that were in school we had a family business we had great income everything was as it should be but there was one key ingredient missing which uh, was our happiness we realized yeah. that we were working too hard uh, that we were stressed. And for me, I was missing out on time with my kids. I was working six days a week, 12, 14-hour days. And as much as my daughter doesn't like me telling this story anymore, <laughs> she came home from kindergarten at, uh, I think she was four at that stage, and she said, uh, she gave me a a beautiful drawing that she'd done for Mother's Day. And on it, it said, my mum's favourite thing to do on the weekend is sleep. And mm. it broke my heart because it was not the the truth in any way, shape or form. And it made me realise that my life was so out of balance. Welcome to the Leap to Freedom podcast, where we talk about all things personal growth, entrepreneurship and mindset. My name is Maria Condi, and I am your host. Each week, I bring on amazing guests to share their stories and insights on how they have overcome their fears and limitations to achieve success and live a life of freedom. Let's begin. Hello and welcome everyone to the Leap to Freedom show. Today, I have the most amazing guest as always, and she is truly a world traveler. She's doing life on her terms, and I'm very excited to have her here today. Karen King is an Aussie wife, mom of two, a full-time international traveler. In 2015, she and her husband sold everything they owned to begin traveling the world with their kids. She is a born entrepreneur and loves helping business owners create automated systems to help them scale their business on autopilot. That's what we all want, right? Karen is the founder of Gold Star Pro, an all-in-one software platform and coaching program that allows business owners to eliminate the need for multiple difficult, expensive platforms. I've been there with a single easy to use platform with the training and support to help business owners use tech without the overwhelm. Karen is passionate about working with entrepreneurs who struggle with tech, helping those that feel overwhelmed, anxious, and stressed understand how to use tech to grow their business with confidence. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. Hi, how you doing? (laughs) I'm doing amazing. And before I jump into this, where are you coming from today? Where are you located at the moment, in this we moment? Are, <laughs> we are in Turkey at the moment. <laughs> but okay. now, this week. <laughs> this week, yeah. And were you somewhere different last week when I spoke to you? Or are you getting ready to transition again? We were in Bulgaria uh, about That's a month right. ago and we were getting ready to move back. However, we've had a couple of dramas come up. So we uh, we have a okay. place in Bulgaria, but I think we're going to be heading to Mexico and the US just for a little while whilst we uh, wait for those issues to resolve. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love it. So before we dive into this, can you tell me a little bit about how you got to be traveling on the road? Like, I mean, you, you know, We're stationed in the U.S., correct? In Australia. Australia, that's right, in Australia. And how did did you get to be on the road doing life the way – because you have kids too, so – We do. 
Yeah, yeah. That's a rare for people to take their kids on the road for that long of time. I've seen people do it for a year, but it's just a temporary. Absolutely. So we, we had a typical, you know, Australian life. We were, we were doing all the, the things that we were meant to do that society says you need to do to be mm-hmm. happy. We were, I guess you could say we were living the Aussie dream. We had a big, beautiful house that we built. We had two wonderful kids that were in school. We had a family business. We had great income. Everything was as it should be, but there was one key ingredient missing, which uh, was our happiness. We realized that we were working too hard, uh, that we were stressed. And for me, I was missing out on time with my kids. I was working six days a week, 12, 14-hour days. And as much as my daughter doesn't like me telling this story anymore, she came <laughs> home from kindergarten at, uh, I think she was four at that stage. And she said, uh, she gave me a a beautiful drawing that she'd done for Mother's Day. And on it, it said, my mum's favorite thing to do on the weekend is sleep. And mm-hmm. it broke my heart because it was not the the truth in any way, shape or form. And it made me realize that my life was so out of balance. You know, I I loved the business that we had, but I I had no work-life balance. And I was missing out on time with the kids. I didn't want to to get to the stage where they were 18, moving off into their own worlds and regret that I'd worked too hard. So my husband and I decided to take a vacation. We booked a seven-week vacation down the coast of uh, South America. We went to Bolivia for a couple of weeks and then we went to Disney World for three weeks. Um, and as part of that, I started reading Tim Ferriss's four hour work week and I'd been meaning to read it for a really long time, but I'd been so busy. I hadn't had the time to. So sitting on a plane, I pulled it up on my, uh, on my device and I read the first chapter and he asked if money was no object, what would you do with the rest of your life? And I sat there looking at a blank screen and I, mm. I didn't know what my answer was. I, yes. I was completely out of touch with what I love to do. And the only two things I could come up with was travel, which I just, you know, I laughed at Mm because I thought as if we could travel full time. And then the other was help people. So we sort of, you know, continued on our way and I I continued reading the book and discovered the phrase location independence. Now I didn't get much past that that section (laughs) because those two words changed my life forever. Yes. (laughs) You know what a why did I not see this before? I was already, you know, doing a fair bit of work online and uh, loved building websites. And and I realized that, you know, society teaches us to get a job and, you know, kind of be location dependent. Yes. And when I heard these two words, I realized that uh, I didn't have to be stuck in the same four walls, that we could work online and live anywhere. So, I told my husband or I said to him, would you like to sell everything and travel the world full time? And (laughs) as you can imagine, that was a a little bit uh, daunting to him, but we put in a lot of work and a lot of research and, of course, a lot of research into how we educate our kids. Um, And so in 2015, we sold everything and uh, started 2016. We set off and started traveling the world full time. Wow. And that's like seven years now, which is, yeah, you know, I think that's, you're the longest I've ever seen somebody do it and do it successfully. And I, I remember somebody saying when we first started traveling, we met a, a family and they'd been on the road two and a half years. And I was in absolute awe of these people. I thought, imagine if we could get to two and a half years of full-time travel. And, and now I sit here and, you know, seven and a half years on and 
it, it's just been absolutely incredible. And I have no desire to revert to what we now call our Groundhog, Groundhog Day existence. We love our life. We love the freedom <laughs> that we have. I love it. And I have a million questions, but I want to ask, because I, I think I asked you this earlier on when we were doing a preliminary. How have your kids done with this? Because I know some kids love it, some kids hate it. And, you know, yeah, where are you at with that? Because, I mean, that's a big thing for kids to go through and grow up that way too. Absolutely. Well, the, the running joke now is my daughter, who's now 13, has spent more time outside of Australia than she has in Australia. And she actually has more of an American accent than she does Australian, um, you know, <laughs> at, at times. I remember my son saying to me, you know, a few years into travel, he said, I, I was really confused when you first said, we're going to take you out of school and we're going to travel full time. He said, it didn't make any sense to me that I just wouldn't have to go back to school anymore. Um, <laughs> but what we'd seen in our seven week vacation was, you know, watching the kids travel and learn from the world around them oh, as yeah. opposed to sitting in class was incredible. And we we always believed in child-led education. We'd looked at doing Montessori with our son, but we would have had to sell the house and, um, and move an hour and a half away. Um, so we loved that as a philosophy, but of course, we never, never seriously looked into it. So when this came up, we we really started deep diving into it. I remember my husband saying to me, but uh, that sounds really hippie, hippie like. I'm not a hippie, and uh, <laughs> so of course, you know, that led to a lot of uh, a lot of research. And and I think in the beginning it was a little bit hard because when my son came out of school, the idea of learning was that you know something you do in that place where you're forced to go every day for yes. you know, six or seven hours, where you're told to sit down and shut up and do what you're told, and um, and so learning had a really, it was a very negative connotation for him. Um, whereas my daughter was an absolute sponge. So she just soaked up everything we could see. So we, we just kind of, we, we did what we call de-schooling for the first six months. We just traveled. We just enjoyed our life. We learned through experiences. And when mm -hmm. we saw how much they were learning, we continued that way. So it's been very different to a, a traditional education, yes. obviously, um, but I think the big thing that everybody always asks is about socialization. You know, how do they socialize mm -hmm. if you're moving so often? And and in all honestly, in all honesty, we socialize more as world schoolers than we ever did in the past because yeah. we're drawn drawn to communities where other families that travel like we do come together and we have all of these events, beach days and uh, movie sessions and you know, all of these different outings that it. we do. Um so I think if you if you appreciate the differences and the strengths that those give you, as I said, yes, it is very different, but it certainly hasn't had any any more negative impact than you know a traditional life might might have. Yeah, yeah, I love it. You know, the first thing that came to my mind, and it's only because my daughter is just turning seventeen, is university. How when you teach you know in that format their ability to go to university afterwards or how that works for them to actually get into a university because they're on a very non-traditional path, right? Yes, absolutely. So there's there's lots of workarounds and I think we're in a, a, a day and age where there's so many different variations on how you can come at things. Um, I would mm -hmm. say a lot of world schooling kids become more entrepreneurial 
Yes. Um, I guess, you know, looking at my the daughter, nature. she she's already, yeah, she's already told me, well, I'm going to take over your company one day. I'm going to be the CEO. And so, you know, at 13, good to she's know. wanting to learn different. Yeah. She's waiting for me to 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 give up so that she can take over. Um, but, you know, like, for example, my son, who's now 18, nearly 19, he's back in Australia. And if he wanted to go to university, um, there are pathways in. It yeah. would mean that he would have to take some sort of shorter uh, courses first to, mm-hmm. I guess, prepare him, but also really to get the documentation that he needs. Documentation, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Having said that, though, when he first got back, he he decided he wanted to go back to Australia and and live a normal 17-year-old life. He uh, interviewed at five different jobs and all five of them offered him the job and they spent the whole entire interview talking about his world schooling adventures. Oh, yeah. And they were all all blown away by his, (laughs) you know, for 17, world schooling kids are so much more mature. They can hold Uh. a conversation with you know, someone their own age, but also someone, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70. And so it's that life experience. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So yes, there, there are different ways that, uh, or different pathways that they they would have to explore. But I have a very good friend who is a university. She used to be a university dean. She, uh, she has five kids that have been world schooled their entire lives. Uh, I think three of them have gone off to college and another one is about to. And, uh, you know, it, it's just identifying a path. different pathway. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And when you think long term, they're probably much better off as opposed to just having a textbook education. I I think back to my education. And I remember I really, really hated history because to me it was so dry. It was so boring. And it, it all happened <laughs> on the other side of the world, so far away from yeah. Australia. And, and it didn't seem relevant. And yet then we go to places like Pearl Harbor, to um, to Berlin, uh, you know, standing on top of the Great Wall of China, all of these sorts of things. Suddenly history comes to life and you can't yeah. help but learn. You know, you, you can't avoid learning. And I guess yeah. the one thing that I didn't expect was that world schooling is not just the kids. It's, it's certainly been for my husband yes. and I as well. <laughs> you learn just as much, right? Cause you're, you're having to Absolutely. experience it also. It's not even so much teaching it's experiencing. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Um, what has been in your mind, one of the different, most difficult challenges, like taking on that sort of lifestyle. Cause it is a lifestyle. It's There's how you cu- live your life now. Absolutely. I think one of the most difficult has been breaking away from societal norms. You know, we grow Mm -hmm. up in a society that says you should do this and this, and this is the pathway that you need to take. Um, The world is still, you know, seven and a half years later, the world is still not really set up for people that that don't have a home, (laughs) that travel full time, that um, you know, we we have Panamanian driver's licenses. We've got residency in Panama. We have driver's licenses in Panama. We went to Oman recently and they wouldn't let us use our driver's licenses because they said, oh, we've never heard of Panama. So, you know, <laughs> um, so breaking away from that has been, I'm not sure I would necessarily say difficult. It's, it's created challenges. But, yes. you know, I remember in the beginning thinking, you know, as we – as we were traveling, we were putting our money into travel as opposed to sitting in one place and paying off our mortgage. And for a long time, I almost, I almost had to mourn that 
decision because, yeah, you know, we were going against what most people do. And I drive past all of these houses and think, oh, you know, we if we were in Australia, we could be saving up to buy a nice house. And and then on the other hand, I look at the freedom that we have. You know, we we now travel a lot more slowly, so we might lease a house for three or six months or 12 months. But then when that's over, we can pack up and we can go on to the next destination. Of course, we can put our money into other things, but I truly love that I'm not locked into one location for a a long period of time. I love that freedom. And you have the freedom to go back for a period of time if you wanted to, too. Like you could go back to Australia if you wanted to for a couple of years if, you know, and then you could go back Absolutely. on the road. Like it's it's not set in stone, right? I'm curious how you choose where you're going to be next. Like how does that, like, you know, it's like you said, you might be there for three months, six months, a year. Like how do you choose that? I have my own list of around the world of what I want to see and do. But how do you, like when you're, when you have that full autonomy to do, and I do realize that some of it might be regulated by, government regulations about how long you can actually stay in a place and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how do you choose? Like, is, do you just have a bucket list of places you want to exist in life? <laughs> in the beginning, a lot of it was dictated um, by where we could actually get a house. In. We were still very budget orientated when we started traveling. Yeah. I think there's a, uh, a theory that to do this sort of lifestyle, you have to be very well off. You have to have a ton of money in the bank. Um, in reality, that's not the truth. You can um, you can work online, but it is a, a change to to the way that you actually operate. And in the beginning, for us, we didn't have a lot of spare income. So for the first four and a half years, we literally went from house to house, caring for other people's houses and their animals whilst they were mm. traveling. So we had four and a half years of free accommodation. So we would find a house sit, wow. and for example, if that was finishing at the end of July, we would then look for another house that started at the start of August and we would put our money into the travel knowing that we got the free accommodation. So we're now over 50 different countries. We've done nearly 60 house sits around the world. Wow. I think we've had 70 different dogs across our time. And, I love it. Um, these days we, we do lease places. Um, I think cost of living is a really um, a really big factor for us just purely because we love that our money can go so much further. Um, And also when we're using, say, for example, here in Turkey, we can use this as a base and then perhaps get a a house sitter to look after the house and our dog that we've picked up along the way. Um, (laughs) And we can go off and travel for a few weeks or a month or something, um, knowing that the cost of of maintaining our apartment here in Turkey is not so high that uh, that it's of concern to us. Yes, I love it. And of course, I you know, the it. beaches and the, the lovely weather also help. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. How does somebody <laughs> get started doing that? Like, how do you even begin to actually, I mean, I'm sorry, I get selling everything you own, basically, but <laughs> um, where do you even begin to start researching that sort of, you know, did you just start Googling and YouTubing and to try and find out how to get yourself on the road permanently? Because there's a lot to know, you know, there's, I mean, you got insurances and like all sorts of things that a lot of people don't think about all the time either. Absolutely. I would say surround yourself with people that are already doing it. In the beginning, Uh you know, seven and a half years ago, the the world schooling community was much smaller. Um, You know, if you're traveling with kids, 
uh, world schooling is is kind of the phrase that uh, that you might look for as um you know, if you're traveling without kids, digital nomad is a, a term that yeah. uh, people can look for. We, for example, we now have a community of over 10,000 families that uh, are either traveling or wanting to travel. Um, and so it's a great place to ask all of those questions. Because I remember in the beginning, I had some big fears, but I was also, I'm also very adventurous. So the idea of getting out into the world was, you know, that that outweighed any of the concerns I have. But I do remember at one point I was sitting in my car and I just started crying so heavily because I was so scared that we were making the wrong decision, but then surrounded by everybody else that had done it, all of, you know, what I realized is those fears just stemmed from a lack of information. Yes. So surrounding yourself with people that are doing it, um, connecting with those people and asking the questions in anything that comes to mind and just observing what other people are experiencing as well. Yeah. Love it. And I want to transition into your sort of your current state because you have built a major company while you've been on the road in the last couple of years and I want you to talk about that. Like, I mean, that's you've, and most people don't realize that you can do that mm. without having to be location dependent. You know, what you've built Absolutely. is something significant. It's not just, you know, most people take a coaching business on the road or, you know, that sort of online sort of, you know, sort of situation. But you, I mean, yours is online, but it's a major, yeah. And I'll, I'll let you explain what you do now. So. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that is another area of world schooling that I would suggest can be difficult for some people is transitioning from a nine to five to an online business. But it's that online business that gives you the freedom. You know, if you can be on your laptop connected Mm -hmm. to the internet, whether it's a coaching business or um, even, you know, a remote job. I did so many things over the first four and a half years of our travels. Just all I needed was the money to fund our adventures, you know. Um, yeah. And so we did all sorts of things. But um, just as COVID started, I I started down a new path and I've launched a uh, an online um, platform. So essentially it's an all-in-one software platform that helps other businesses get their business online and reach a bigger audience. So we uh, we do all of the sort of funnels and the websites and calendars and automation and courses. And so essentially we're the software that business owners can use to be able to get their business online. So I love it because not only does it help us be location independent, but it helps other families either be yeah. location independent or have the ability to have the freedom to, uh, to do what they yes. want by not being stuck in one location. Yes. And I love how you differentiate yourself in your business because that is getting to be not a saturated market, but there are more and more platforms out there now that are available to people. And you've taken a a great way to differentiate yourself. And if you want to talk about that just a bit, because that's really important. People don't always, you know, from a business perspective, differentiating yourself is really, really important. And you've done a great job of that. And you're following your passion also. So two things when, in one. And that's, that's I think, the, the key to an online business that is truly successful is following your passions. Over the four and a half years of when we first started traveling, as I said, I did a lot of different things. I did a lot of coaching, web design, you know, all, all sorts of things. But it, I sort of went down the path of working with other businesses online. Mm-hmm. The problem that we all faced 
was needing four, five, six, seven different platforms. And beyond that, for most business owners, they're not tech savvy. And so then the problem became, well, how do you learn all of this? How do you piece this all together? And tech became, instead of being something that helps business owners move forward and and have a bigger impact, it became this massive hurdle that they just couldn't get over. And so we launched Gold Star Pro with people first. We wanted to put our users first and foremost. We wanted to focus on them and help them have a huge impact. And that meant that we had to focus on the training, on the support, on the handholding, focus on helping them have a bigger impact because when they're happy, when they're having a good experience, they go and tell others. And so we've grown quite organically. Um, But I'm really proud of that because every help people and, uh, you know, help them grow their business and have a bigger impact on the world around them as well. I love it. I love it. And I mean, you just light up when you talk about it too, which is really, really great. It's you haven't created a lot of people end up creating another job for themselves. Mm. And I really encourage people not to do that because they're just trying to pay the bills, make a dollar but all they're doing is, you know, they've gone from the nine to five to creating another job that they're not happy with. And mm-hmm. it, it sort of totally defeats the purpose and they're probably more stressed out. So I love and I how- made I made that mistake as well. Again, in those four and a half years when yeah. we first started traveling, I, I've always been entrepreneurial. So, you know, when we left Australia, I was going to build a business and it was going to support all of our, our adventures. The problem was that Each time I started something new, it was coming from a place of this is a great idea, it's going to earn lots of money. And within, you know, six or 12 months, I'd be bored out of my brain. Yes, I'd be earning well, but it wasn't something I enjoyed doing and it became an absolute drag. And like you said, it was almost like I'd replaced the nine to five. And so when we launched Gold Star Pro, I put a lot of time and energy into digging down and and working out what it is that I love, what I truly love, and that is coaching, um, supporting people and helping them achieve something in their lives. And you know what? When you're working in a space where you're in your place of passion, it's so easy to to work every day. Uh, it's, if I'm having a bad day, I get on and and work because it's yeah. it's what I'm passionate about. And when I have a call with somebody who's, you know, they're so excited because they're non-techie and they've been struggling for years and all of a sudden they found an amazing platform that'll do it all and they get hand-holding along the way, there's nothing better than than seeing yeah. that joy and that excitement. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely say build a business from a place of passion because it's absolutely life-changing, really is. I love it. I love it. And... That leads us into our, I'm trying to be mindful of time as always, because I can talk forever. Um, I have a last couple of questions for you. And one of those is, what is your favorite book? Because I'd imagine you get to, do you get to read a little bit on the road? Or do you, are I'm you, not a, I'm, I'm not a big reader. Um, because I, I tend to, I, I do have ADHD and I find it very hard to ah, concentrate yes. for uh, for that that amount of time. I do listen to a lot of audio books and at the moment oh, I'm, cool. I'm just listening to various different things. But I would say my favourite book, and, and I've mentioned it already, is Tim Ferriss's 4-Hour yeah. Workweek because it, it legitimately changed our life. And whilst I, I don't it. necessarily 
aim to work a four-hour work week, there's so many elements of that book that had a huge impact on our business and on our lives. So if if your listeners haven't read that yet, then I would absolutely recommend that one. I love it. I love it. And I do have that book and I have not got past the first chapter, I will admit. Uh, it's a big book. Oh, it it took me years to, to yeah. get past that first chapter. I've looked but at that first chapter. Had yeah, such it, an impact. It does. And it's not, um, I don't know if it was a catalyst for me retiring from my corporate job, but it, it definitely had an effect on me. And just having the title of it got me there. So, yes. You know, I, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. It's been amazing. You've really probably given the people, like the audience, a, a glimpse of what it's like to be on the road and actually build a, a viable, strong business and have that balance and, and have kids on the road, which is even more important. And I would like for you to let our audience know where they can contact, what's the best way to get in touch with you? I will put all of this in the show notes. So everyone will have everything about you. And, um, but what's, you know, just if they're driving, they can have a, a quick where to find you. Absolutely. Our website is at usegoldstar.com. So that's quick and easy yes. and that outlines everything that we do. I mean, that that explains exactly what the platform is. Um, and, you know, if, if your audience is looking to get their business online, we offer strategy sessions. I love, I love spending time on calls with business yeah. owners and helping them strategize how to make the most out of tech. So if your audience are looking for that support, more than happy to jump on a call and uh, and have a chat about that. I love that. And you have a 14-day trial also at this point in time, right, on your software? We do. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Perfect. We want everybody to be able to have an opportunity to get in and, and try the software out. We give full access in that 14 days. And, you know, if it's not the, the right tool, then fair enough. But what we typically find is that because it's a combination of so many different platforms and it's it's such a low monthly cost compared to others as well, yeah. um, we typically find that it's it's quite the, the wow experience when people discover us and they get in there and, and have a play around. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I can't thank you enough. This has been enlightening for me. And if it's, you know, I'm sure it has been for my, the listeners also. I, I'm actually looking forward to trying out your platform, giving it a whirl. And because I, I do love the all-in-one, I'm trying, you know, my philosophy right now is to simpl simplify my life. I don't want more challenges. <laughs> I'm on the path of wanting it to be simpler, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to giving that a try. And I want to thank all the listeners for listening in today and have a great day until next week. Thanks, everyone. I hope you have found value in today's episode and that it has inspired you to take action towards your goals. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with our latest episodes. Until next time, have an amazing day. Oh, 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 oh,